It used a fucking three, two, one, and then there was a metronome going back and forth. Recording a hit song. I guess so. All right. Did you see my story today about the spider? I mean, I heard it when you told it told it to me, like in real time. Did I tell it to you? Yeah, I was like half awake, and you were like, "Hey." Oh, I forgot you were home today. There was a spider. Um. All I could think was, good thing it happened to you. Dude, you have no... I don't know if I gave you the full fucking rundown of it, but... We were... We... I was in the bathroom, and uh, I got out of the shower or whatever, and my fucking towel's brown. And I think while I was showering, a fucking giant wolf spider climbed into my um, my uh, towel. How do you know it was a wolf spider? I did extensive research. Just look up a wolf spider and then compare it to my story picture. Oh, What'd you say? Said no thanks. That name alone is terrifying, right? <laughs> Let's see here. Um, trying to find like a sweet spot for this. Uh, but yeah, so I started like doing the thing that normal people do where you dry your hair off with the fucking towel. And then I'm like, like two minutes later, dude, I'm brushing my teeth. And then like I feel something on my head. And then I'm like looking in the mirror, brushing my teeth. And I shit you not, like a horror movie, it runs down like from my forehead right here, all the way down my nose to my mouth and to my chin, and then I did this, and I like grabbed it and threw it. It's like scary stories of telling dark status. But the thing is, I'm not like afraid of spiders. I just don't like shit crawling on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It. I would actually be more traumatized if it was like a cockroach. Because spiders are kind of like the low-key homies where they kill mosquitoes. and I don't know why yet. Spiders don't bother me as much as like a, a fucking cricket or something would. Yeah. Just regular Because they bugs. feel grosser, right? Yeah, I don't know. But um, I sat there and I threw it down and it was so freaky looking because it was like this big. And um, like I'm doing like a C motion with my thumb and my index finger. And it, it, if you follow me on Instagram, um, there's a good photo of it. But it was one of those things where it was jumping around. And I was like, dude, like, there's nothing scarier than, like, there's already a spider there, but then it starts hopping, like, and it's really it's fucking hot. fast. So what I did was um, I sprayed it with mom's hairspray to slow it down because it would be all, like, like, you know what I mean? And then I just TP'd it with toilet paper and smushed it. But um, no fucking thanks, dude. The, the only time that was worse than that was, remember, like, we came home and just there was webs all over our room? That was terrifying, dude. That was like something out of a fucking horror did movie. Did we talk about that? I feel like we probably did on the podcast. We're like, I mean, might as well talk about it again. I don't even remember exactly what happened, but our, our dad left the back door open, and we walked into our... And our window. Yeah, we walked into our bedroom, and I think Willie went to the bathroom, and I walked into the, into the bedroom, and I was just like, oh, I keep walking into... Like, it took me forever. I kept walking into the spider webs. I was like, what the hell? And then, like, I finally, like... Like, it was like this weird moment where like my eyes finally focused and I saw like just hundreds of tiny spiders all hanging from different webs from the ceiling. And I remember I was just like, dude, what the fuck? And like me and you both like went, we, we got in bed and I remember I just like, I covered up and like, I just literally just like, like I was in a sleeping bag style. I was like, well, I'll just like make sure no spiders can crawl on me and we'll deal with this tomorrow. Maybe like our average for the year was like not high enough. So they're like, we're just going to, we got to go down their throats. So because now you're supposedly swallowed 13 spiders a year, which is like a huge myth. Yeah. Um, well, there was also that. Time I, if you remember correctly, I didn't spend the night in the room. I slept in the living room because on my side of the room it was so much worse. Yeah. Like they were on the bookshelves and the wall and stuff like that. So I got in bed and I covered up with a blanket. And I remember, like, I kept I anytime a bug or explain that we share a room. 
<laughs> well, we could have made it sound like it was years ago. On the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, we're very poor from San Bernardino. Um, you know what I always think of is is that scene in a what's that movie? Uh, American History X, where fucking they share a bedroom too, and he's like a fucking grown man. Yeah, that's true. It's poor people shit. We're not Nazis though. Yeah, no, thank you to that. Uh, I got in bed and like anytime I walk into a web or a spider is on me or whatever, I all you get that weird feeling like that anything that touches your hair is like another bug. Yeah, and true. I was like, whatever, it's just that's what it is. And then like I kept feeling it in different spots, like on my foot and on my arm and on my neck or whatever. And then like I went to the bathroom and there was like three crawling on me, but they're like the little those little white ones that come on trees that are like they're harmless, but it, I don't still don't want to deal with them. Yeah. Doesn't mean I want you on me. And it, what must have happened was uh, a big, like a I don't want to say queen. I don't know how that works, but a mom spider hatched a shitload of spider eggs in our room because none of them were actually fully grown. They're all tiny. Yeah, something like that must have been. I don't know. It was fucking nightmare territory though. I remember one time, like back in high school. I remember I, I like woke up in the middle of the night. I just like stuck my finger in my ear and I was like, oh, like it was itching. And then I pulled it out and just a fucking dead spider was on the end of my finger and I was like, oh, cool. Ugh. There was also the time we when you room. always hear as a kid those stories about how like there's the what's the is that from a goosebumps thing or something like that where a chick kept hair like she would constantly she would never wash her hair and she kept using hairspray and then eventually that was that, on fact or fiction right that was a uh, one of those um, uh, Ripley's believe it or not there was a show called the uh, the Big Urban Myth Show on MTV back in the day and uh, they would do like these little like reenactments and stuff so it was kind of funny but it was also kind of terrifying because of the shit they would cover sorry. Uh, there was also that one time I woke up and it was just, I was just covered in crickets because remember we had that really bad cricket infestation for mm-hmm. like a year, and I remember I just woke up and there was I I would every night I would wake up and they'd be all over the wall. I and, do not like crickets. Yeah, and same. I I've like I'm like terrified of them to this day because I just remember one day I, I woke up one was crawling on my fucking face and then there was like I and I threw it off and then I sat up and they were like crawling all over my fucking legs and shit. It was like and creep I, show. Yeah, it was disgusting, dude. Like oh my god, and it's one of those things where it's like. Do do you, but do it away from me. Like yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> if you're gonna be in the room, like I said, I don't really fuck with spiders because they, they. We don't really have bug problems anymore. Like we haven't in a couple of years, but yeah, it was some some years it was terrible. It was mostly sure. when we it was like really hot summers kind of a thing. They were just trying to get inside. I guess I don't know. There's also that one mouse we had that one time that fucking would just come out as soon as the lights would turn off, like and just start eating food. It's like cool. The the best part about that was we had two. If you remember, uh, we put. Uh, we had a, another cat that her name was either Miss Kitty or Kit Kat, depending on who was talking to her. Um, and w- we knew the mouse was like in the uh, our laundry room, so we just put our cat in there with the door shut. And like twenty minutes later, there's like blood all over the floor, and her cat was like chilling. Like so, she just clearly killed it. And then uh, the second time, it kept eating. Like the rat was eating cat food. Like uh, we would put it out for our cat, and then like it would eat that and then crawl on the yeah, counter really and all cringe, that honestly. yeah it's like that's not for you <laughs> well, we used to get possums too that would show up on the front porch and dad would put out cat food for him and it's like don't feed the possums dude yeah but possums kill rats yeah but like that's fucking stupid i don't know you're possum um but yeah we put a trap out and then we turned the lights off and like not even a minute later it went off which is nuts um yeah, but since then, I mean, cats are rat anyway. But our also our new cat will, doesn't give a shit about bugs or rats or whatever. I don't think we've had a problem, but like she's not all about that. I've seen her play with like a, a dead cricket before, so I don't know if she killed it, but presumably that would. Um, I have seen her eat a cricket. Like there was one on the porch that was already dead, and she just walked up to it and ate it. It's like, uh, no, thank you. It's like we give you food. You don't need. You don't need to do that. <laughs> it's like we give you canned food too. It's just expensive. Yeah, really. 
Um, disgraceful. What uh, you had to go to um, the courthouse today? What was all that about? Yeah, so for my paralegal school thing, we got this really annoying, obnoxious fucking uh, assignment where we had to go to go to court and just sit there for a combined total of at least two hours, uh, according to the paper that they gave us, and uh, just you know report what we saw. The thing is. I can't stress this enough. Walking into a courtroom and just trying to like figure out what the hell's going on, even with like the you know couple of months of training I've had already, you just it's like watching a TV show that's been on since like the seventies or something. It, 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 like you have no like I can't I can't even really compare it to anything. But like it'd be like just walking walking into a show that's like like The Walking Dead. You have no fucking clue what's going on. You've never heard of it before. Or Game of Thrones maybe because Game of Thrones is a little more complicated. So, something like that where like. Imagine if you just started at season six or something and you're like, wait, what? Who's this guy now? Like, so it was already going? Yeah, like there was no, like, and they and the thing is too, you had to, part of the assignments, you had to write down the case number and the, the name of it. So it was like, one of them was like Ruiz v, you know, Ronald McDonald House or whatever. And uh, the on a couple of them, I, like, I'm not gonna lie, I, I couldn't figure out because they don't just say the name of the case every five minutes like like you're watching a TV it's show. Like, from what I remember, it's only at the beginning. Yeah, was, it's like, was there oh, a now, jury? now calling. One of them was a jury trial and the other one was like the two uh, uh, attorneys were like arguing about something really insignificant. And But I mean, I had enough where I was like, I can write this down. Uh, also, the, the guy, the bailiff or whatever came up to me after one of the, you know, all the... Uh, trials were done on one docket and he goes uh hey uh are you here for like the, like an assignment or something i was like yeah it's a school thing he's like okay well usually people when they do that they go to like uh what do they call them department seven and you're in department two and i was like oh does it matter he's like no it's just like they're more interesting cases in different departments and I, and I showed him i was like yeah but like i have enough here to like spin a story out of it so i just need to do he's like well we're actually we're shutting down for the day because the judge just like threw out every case, so you have to go. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, just say, <laughs> just say that, dude. He was like trying to. He was like, yeah, go to, go over to this one and go go to this one. That's kind of good to know, though, right? I guess, yeah. And then, uh, and then the same. Well, I went to this the the third because I had to do a couple times to find <clears> like, to find interesting things to write about. The third one that I went into, the guy came up to me again, a different bailiff, but he looked almost identical to the other guy. He had like the same fucking generic, very copy. No, just like yeah, generic like young white dude with a beard. Like they, I don't know, they looked like they could be brothers. But uh, the one guy, uh, the second guy, he's like, uh, he's like, are, are you just here to observe? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, obviously, like, I, I don't know. I just found that really weird. It's like, well, okay. I have like a school notebook and I'm like taking notes. And, and first of all, even if I wasn't, do you go greet every single person? I, like, it's not like that I is weird. Like I wore, I mean, I didn't dress up, but like I wore decent clothes. Like I didn't go in, you know, I just wore like a blank black t-shirt and like that jacket. Like it's like, um, like do, do they look at you as like a threat or something? I'm sure they were just like, "What the hell is this guy doing here?" Like, I'm sure that's got to be pretty common, though. I would imagine. I, yeah, because they, I, I said, I asked one of the security guards when I first came, like, "Hey, I'm, I'm doing an assignment. Do I need to like do anything, or can I just walk in?" And she was like, "Yeah, it, it's cool. Like, we, we have people that do that a lot. They just come here to observe." And I was like, oh, "Okay." Oh, uh, I mean, I would go with you if I had the day off or something. It'd be it's, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> like, it's I, very funny to me that they're like, "Oh, um." Yeah, the judge threw all the cases out. It's like, what does that mean? Does that mean he was being lazy, or like he just didn't see the point? Um, well, the, that was the very first one I went to. Like the the first, he called the first case, you know, and then they talked about parts of it or whatever, and they were like, okay. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm calling, I'm calling this case. I'm gonna throw it out for this reason. Calling this case, throwing it out for this reason. And he did it like four times in a row, and then he got up and left. And then the guy started talking. To me, I was like, I realized like, oh, they're closing down. Like this guy's yeah. like, hey, it's Thanksgiving week. I'm out of here. I mean, uh. 
we'll get back to that in a sec, but it's like, same thing with my work. It's like, we didn't need to be there today or tomorrow or the next day probably because... Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure tomorrow we're going to get sent home early because there's just no point. Yeah. You know why, too? Because it's me and you both work in industries that are provided Summer for driven. trucks. Where it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, that too, but it's like... There's no truckers driving around on Thanksgiving week. They're all either on vacation or they're like home with their family. Or, or if they are, they're like delivering shit. They're not dropping stuff off. Yeah, like they're not receiving. They're delivering packages. Um, fucking yeah. So like today, I I went in and um, kind of just did busy work all day long. Like I we the thing is we just did inventory, which is why we haven't recorded. Like Robert's been in school, um, doing uh, work full time as well. And then I'm doing work full time and then didn't get any days off because we're doing inventory. And it's like this entire factory of like these little bolt parts and then like tools and AC units and stuff like that. So it's like we have to count all that. But before we count it, we have to take everything off the shelves and clean it. So it's like the past two weekends in a row, I either got one day off or there was no days off. So we now that that's over, we're fucking full swing into recording and doing other shit again. But it's like. We show up today, and like my friend Matt was like, "Yeah, don't worry. Uh, as soon as inventory's done, it's fucking dead." And I was like, "What do we do?" And he's like, "Nothing. I don't know." <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, you, you think like, "Oh, I love when it's dead at work," but then like, that's the worst is when it, when it actually is dead and there's nothing to do. But they're not gonna send you home or let you go home no. early, so you're just like, "Okay, I guess I'm just stuck here bullshitting for an hour, pushing a broom around, or however long." Well, and like I I I do a lot of driving for my job, so it's like if someone orders a unit or whatever and they need help loading it or um installing it like i've helped people do that and then mostly just dropping like a lot of times so like let's say you're on a job site and the compressor breaks and like all right i need this compressor you'd call in and be like i need this the third horsepower three phase blah 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 and here's a serial number and then i go and drop it off because they're not going to leave the site because their tools are all set up and stuff you know or it could be another like a of a chain place that's like, hey, come give us a bunch of filters or whatever they, they call and order it. But like right now, it's Thanksgiving week and um, all of the school districts are closed and the hospitals are uh, like those people are off for vacation. So like, think of it like a kid. If the kid's not in school, the teachers aren't there, and neither are the people that w- fo- like work on all the shit. So like, two thirds of our business is just not working right now, and then <laughs> the people that are working are working on heating. And as you know, we live in California, so you don't really need a heater. True. Unless you're in Big Bear, which I, I had to go up to. Yeah. Um, Maybe up the mountain a little bit. So it's fucking dead. Like, so all I did today was I washed both trucks, which it's going to rain, but I just did it to waste time. And then I vacuumed and detailed them. And then. Um, just I'm so pissed lately. Like, every time I wash my car. Every. F- yeah. I, I like my. The, where I work is, is like directly underneath like this big ass mountain. <laughs> and uh, like the. Every fucking morning, when like uh, evil dead fog rolls over. Basically, yeah. So when I come out, when I come out, you know, I get to work at four in the morning, or well, like four forty-five. Yeah. And I, uh, I leave at like you know, depending on so how busy is. You get up three at, in the afternoon. You, you get up at four and then get there about like four forty-five. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a fucking. Because it's one of those things where I know you and you're like, I I'm like not. To, a, I'm not a quick shower or like me either. Because the shower is either. my coffee. Like I tell yeah. I wake up. So it's like I, I need. I know I need thirty minutes just to get up and get get going. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Uh, but anyway, yeah, by the time I leave, it's, you know, afternoon, like one or three, depending on if we're doing overtime. And, uh, basically what happens is the fucking mountain, the mountain dew, the morning dew comes (laughs) off the mountain and, uh, 
like just mists all over my car and then like dries in the sun and just bakes on there. And then and because it's windy, all the dust gets blown on and just gets stuck to my car. So my, my car looks like somebody just like spilled a bunch of Sprite on it or something and it got dirty. It looks so disgusting. And, and it's I, every day. I yeah, I'm at the point where I wash it once a week and it still doesn't make a difference. And it's fucking killing me inside. <laughs> Maybe you should get like a squeegee for your windows and all that and just do it. You know, supposedly if you get a good wax ju- like done on there, it, it, it stops that from happening. But I, you know, I pay for the $10 wash every time I go through, like I might have to take it to a fucking real, like expensive car wash soon, which I want to do anyway. Just, I love, I love having a clean out interior when, when they do yeah. like a really hardcore, like good job on it. it well, it's like, um, I'm not going to fucking do that. I'll pay them to do it. But <laughs> I just, I was just thinking, like dad's always f- like, he's like, why don't you just do it? It's not that expensive to like buy the materials. Like, cause Fuck that. The whole the whole point is just like I would pay someone forty bucks well, to clean my car out. You're it's like, like, do you want to spend three hours detailing your car or do you want to spend twenty minutes and pay it's like I said, it's the trade off. It's like I'd rather I make pay a day out of it, dude. Like I get lunch, I go I go get a book and sit there and read and eat lunch while they're cleaning yeah. my car out. It's fucking great. Or you can walk and like that's why I go and get my oil changed at that place, is cause there's Nick's burgers is right next door. So I'm always like, I'll just go get fucking food while I wait. Except for last time, the line was so long that like they were done with my car before I even got my food. I was like, damn. Yeah, I got my oil change there. Oil change there recently, and they fucking did it in like ten minutes. I also choose it's a Econo Lube. If you live in Redlands, the place is uh, the prices are pretty good. And not then, a sponsor, but we we do I wish. stand in. Yeah, I've been going to them for like five years now, but um, I like drop my car off, and then like within ten minutes they're usually done. But they also have they play Brad movies every time I'm in there. Like they have TCM on there a lot, which is Turner Classic Movies. It's fucking. If you're into old movies, it's a great channel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I trust in it. But, uh, man, dude, I was thinking about it today. I was like, we fucking missed Halloween, like, hardcore. True. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we, we snuck in some time to appreciate the season, but not but as it much was as like I would have liked. In the past three years, is hanging out with you and Jacob and, and Bryce and all them, we, we'd, we'd watch, like, a horror movie a night minimum sometimes we watch two or three because you know like 80s horror movies sometimes they're only like 70 minutes that's what i love about them too like <laughs> like 80 minutes max on some of the like yeah the goofy ass ones that i like well even like halloween is like a short movie like what is it an hour and 20 if that's, that that's a great one that goes in a theater too if you ever get a chance yeah told that story where the guy's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you've said it on the podcast yeah dude <laughs> i think i did like two podcasts ago or something oh that's fair um but yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, I didn't even, I, I was like, I ordered a pair of shoes and then it was like, they'll be there on the 26th. I was like, 26, man, that's way too far away. And then I looked at my phone, I was like, oh, that's two days from now. Jesus like, Christ. Um, so, I don't know, man. Like, Halloween is normally, it's is my it favorite. the 26th? Yeah. Well, 25th, what but I, I ordered them uh, oh, yesterday. Smart. All right. So, um, it's just one of those things where, man, time is flying, and I think it's because of my job, and then you're in school and work and all that. We don't really hang out at the garage every night anymore, and it's a bummer, but at the same time, it's like I, I can't be mad at Jacob getting a, a well-paying job, and I can't be mad at you going to school to get a better paying job. We need to get Jacob job. to record so he can tell us about his... Uh, oh, yeah. He's so on the, on the, He's on the squad, dude, now at the Best Buy. He's Geek Squad. Yeah, so he's like a... a a phone um, person, like what do you call that? A, a phone a, sex operator. <laughs> Geek Squad is like, oh, put your glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing? It's like, oh, a vest. It says Geek Squad. Khakis. <laughs> Khakis and dress shoes. Uh, he's been doing that, and he has already. He has like a ton of stories. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about? Not too. that he's bad on the podcast because he's uh, really good actually. Um, that could only make him a better podcaster because he's dealing with people all day long and having to talk to them and like p- pretend to be interested. 
So like somewhere right here, still where not you, good at that. Is that a, is that a skill to have that to be a podcaster? Or? No, but it'll definitely help. Like I can, I I think honestly, uh, working at the market, the cafe, and like um, all the Amazon warehouse jobs, or whatever, has made me better at talking to people because. Sometimes you're just you're working an eight hour shift or a ten hour shift, and then you're working with somebody you've never met before, and you're like, well, if I don't say something, they're gonna go home and they're gonna talk about how they were stuck with this weird white guy in cells. See, who that's that's what I do. I don't talk. To, <laughs> I don't talk to anybody at work. It's it's a known thing that I'm a I'm a non talker at my work. Not only is it a known thing, they bring it up to you. Oh yeah, it's re- it's really weird to have people go like, oh, you're like. You're the quiet one, so I don't know. It's just it's like okay, well, thanks. You're like I just want my quiet place. Yeah, like <laughs> my thing is like I'm at work and I hate working here. I w- so. Okay, yeah, I was about to say I was like, what is wrong with that? <laughs> like, what's wrong with me wanting to go to work and not talk and just do the job because it's work. It's not meant to be fun. You I know? also people get mad too because I just put my headphones on immediately as soon as the break starts, and then I'm like one time uh, this lady. The thing is, I have a lot of old lady friends at that job, like. I'm talking like 50 year old women who are just like, Oh, how's everything going? And they're just like, okay. Cause they won't, they just, that it's that fucking like mom instinct where they can't just leave you alone. Yeah. And, uh, I don't even remember what this chick was telling me, but she was like, she's like, Oh, before you put your headphones on, I, I wanted to tell you blah, 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 blah. And I was like, before I put my headphones on, like, is that a thing? <laughs> Everyone's just go like, Oh, he's got to put his headphones on. It's like, Jesus it's like Christ. time's ticking. I got 10 minutes. It's the problem with when you're, when you're six foot six is like, you just, you can't really blend into the background at all. Like no. everyone is constantly like, Oh, look at that guy. Even when you're off on your own, it, it, it almost makes it weirder. <laughs> it definitely does. Um, there was also a guy, I can't remember if I told you about this. I definitely didn't talk about it on the podcast yet, but there was this dude who had like a, I don't know if you know what day trading is, but it's this thing where like you buy, you, you get currency from like Australia and then you exchange it. Into, oh like, yeah. Japanese yeah. Dollars or, you know, anything. I think Drew does that. He used to. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he still does. It takes a, You have to really watch the things. He probably doesn't have time for it, but it's uh yeah. And he had some kind of app on it and he started explaining it to me. And I remember my first thought was like, if it's so great, why, why are you telling me about it? You don't need me to join in on that. Like make the money. It feels like a little culty. And well then, yeah. Then you realize, Oh, he's on this, this app. That's basically a pyramid scheme. So yeah, and I just kept like he'd be like telling me about it, like oh cool, and I just would kind of ignore him about it. And then he finally stopped asking me. And then the other day I heard him, he has like a whole little team, dude, where he was like telling us like yeah, dude, to make sure you like sell uh, on three o'clock on Wednesday, like you gotta sell this. I don't know how it works, but uh, <laughs> and there was like four people, they were all just like oh yeah, dude, like I'm for sure, for money. sure. It's like holy shit, dude, you guys fell for that shit. <laughs> Unless they all become rich, and they'll be like wait a minute. Yeah, well, it only takes one person to become rich off of Herbalife, and then they're like, wow, look how great it is. It's like, that's a fucking cult. I'm sorry. I wish I could remember the name of that. There's a really great documentary about how fucking terrible Herbalife is. I think it's called Going for Zero or something like that. But yeah, it had kind of a shitty name. So that you Should I look it up? Uh, I think we talked. I, I want to say I talked about it like you have, but I mean, I want years ago or something. But yeah, it was a, that's a really interesting documentary because I'm, I'm personally fascinated by fucking multi level marketing schemes. There was also a really good podcast about it. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember that either, though, to be honest. It was like, I don't know. But oh, it's good. Betting on Zero. Betting on Zero, yeah. It's about how, like... It's got 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the way I actually heard about that was John Oliver did a little thing about MLMs, and uh, he, at the end, he's like, oh, by the way, like we used some footage from this upcoming documentary, so that was kind of on my radar from that, but that's... John Oliver himself, I kind of can't stand that guy, but like I like his show because you just you learn this like you learn interesting little things on there. I don't know. Uh, John Oliver is like a poor man's Louis Thoreau to me. True, yeah, Louis Thoreau is. Uh, is how is it Thoreau? 
Yeah, I always thought it was Thoreau too. But like I, Thoreau he, sounds so much cooler. It does, yeah. But he pronounces it that way himself, so whatever. But yeah, he he's great. I like his his stuff. Is everything he does is worth watching, honestly. I was watching a celebrity on Conan or J- Jimmy Fallon or something like that, and he pronounced his name weird. And he was like, oh, "Thank you." Oh, it was Willem Dafoe. He goes, he goes, uh, Dafoe. He said his name different. And he goes, "Wow, you actually pronounced it right." He's like, "Yeah, people have been pronouncing it wrong for." As long as I've been an actor or whatever, and it's like, like Defoy or something. Yeah, it's Willem Willem Defoy, but like he apparently. It's getting, Whoa, it's getting windy. It's as windy fuck. as fuck, yo. Um, Some serious Evil Dead vibes with that tree. That's what I was just thinking. Um, also, there's a flagpole outside, and that shit is not gonna last. Let me tell you, because I was out there, and it was like bending, like 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 this. It's but kind um, of like a metaphor for our great nation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently he like. Talk to his grandma. She's like, no, it's it's either way. Like, um, but I, I was like, I don't know. Defoe sounds cool to me. Lighthouse was great. Did we talk about that. A great movie. Uh, why, uh, the Lighthouse was the last time we recorded. I think. We just watched uh, Once Upon a Time in America again. Also Hollywood. Great. Yeah, uh, right. I, I can't. We I know can't. we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about going to see The Irishman, and we didn't talk about going to see what was the one we saw. Oh, um, Doctor Sleep. Did we did we record after that? I think we did. See, I think we did talk about that. Doctor Doctor Sleep. Doctor Slept. Doctor Sleep was pretty good. No, I like that. Um, I was gonna say, oh, uh, The Irishman. Uh, that was amazing. I think that drops in like two days or something. Uh, yeah. We were talking about rewatching that too, just because, <laughs> ironically. We went. We decided to go see it in the theater, <coughs> you know, for the better visual experience. Uh, then we get to this shit ass theater, <laughs> and uh, to be fair, it didn't look shitty. No, it looked like it was brand new. Like it was looked really nice T- until you got inside. The lobby was so fucking like chintzy compared to other theaters I've been to. That's a word I haven't heard anyone use in a while. Yeah, I feel like there's a, is there racial connotations behind that? I don't know, but you also used tchotchke earlier. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a fun word too. And I was like, wow, I was like, he's really stepping up his. Uh, his game. I'm trying to look up the release date for The Irishman because I'd be down to rewatch it. Church keys. <laughs> but um, we missed um, a good probably 30 minutes of that movie. We were running late. And we, so we live in San Bernardino and we were going to Hesperia to see it. Er, and it was kind of like, there's a, it, what was, uh, we drove it? like halfway to Las Vegas basically. Yeah. <laughs> To see a movie, but we got there and then we go inside and there's like a really old boomer taking people's tickets, and it's not a good sign for your theater. That was painful, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> most of the time we order them online, and you just go in and you show them. Yeah. Their okay. Phone and they have a scanner. All, let's point out the fact that we pre-ordered these tickets online so we could just walk in, right? And then when you pre-order the tickets, it's like, okay, now it says on the thing, go to the counter, give them the code, and they'll give you a ticket. It's like, no. <laughs> Well, yeah, so we go in there, and then it's, like, tickets to the left, and there's, like, this weird little, like, corner that's, like, not <coughs> even lit uh, lit up at all. Their box office wasn't even open. Did you notice that? You're right. Their, like, little glass window outside was completely shuttered the entire time we were there. But, yeah, so Rob gets in line for that, and then I get in line for popcorn and all that. Get get my popcorn after waiting. I was behind, like, five people, and I beat you still. Yeah. And, uh... I get back over there, and there's this old lady, and she's still taking people's tickets. And Robert was, like, the fourth person in line. So I don't know what was taking so long, but, like, at this point, we were like, all right, we can be, like, 15 minutes late, um, you know, commercials and whatnot. And then we stand there for, like, a good 20 minutes, like, including me getting popcorn, which took 15 minutes. So it's like, 
we walked in and the movie was yeah, like if we had already right going into the theater. We probably would have missed very little. Yeah, like maybe just the trailers. So that was painful. That's the thing too. I was talking to you. I was like, I actually really enjoy venturing out and trying new theaters, but like so far that one and then the Cinemark uh, Cinemark and Rialto was also like a shit experience, but like a nice theater. Yeah. So I'm willing to give it another shot. But same. the thing is, me and me and Joel have been there twice before, and it was like perfect. Yeah, it was great. I was like, you super know what it was? It was there was a, a holiday the day after, True, and yeah. it was like a Sunday, and I think everybody had it off, so we went and there was just a the bunch of. were dank though; they were fucking on point. Yeah, and the popcorn was really good too. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where we were there, and like, did we talk? Did we record a podcast about how like you asked somebody to shut up? I don't know. I, I, when did when did Doctor Sleep come out? And then I when feel did like we, we did, but I don't know. Maybe we didn't. <laughs> I let me, don't let know. me check the release date here. Uh, uh, no, I mean me. at this point though, might as well just yeah. We, we could rehash it. We were seeing that movie, and uh, I remember. Here, I'll just give this to you. I remember. <laughs> um, I typed up a text where I was like, "Looks like we got some talkers behind us," and I almost sent it, and then I was just like. Nah, because I don't want people to be thinking the whole movie like, oh, he was right. They're talking behind us. This is annoying. So I just screenshotted it, and then we watched the movie, and then sure enough, these two people behind us were talking the entire fucking movie. And I'm like, the most egregious talking I've ever experienced in a movie where they weren't um, talking about the movie or about like anything. They were fighting. They were, yeah, they were arguing about something. I don't know. They were having like a couple fight, and they were just like harsh whispers the entire fucking movie. And then the girl kept like stomping her feet down. I don't know if you, yeah, if you experienced yeah. that, but that was driving me fucking crazy. And then I remember, and I think I've only done this like two or three times in my life, and I've been to a lot of movies, so I've had a lot of opportunities. Uh, I finally just like Ooh, snapped. hold on a second. I looked up our podcast name. Somebody else has our podcast name, and it's, it recently started. So um, the podcast will be a solo with my friend, and we'll be talking about li- life issues, life experiences. Hope you guys enjoy them. I'm gonna have to fucking send him a cease and desist. I actually have that copyrighted. Interesting. So, well, is our ours technically is ours name is Best Bros Podcast, not Best Bros. Theirs is just called Best Bros. So mm, that's frustrating. It's frustrating for sure because I fought long and hard to to get that. Uh, we might not have. Let me see, Doctor. So anyway, we, I turned around and I just as as calmly and as nicely as I could, I was like, "Hey, could you guys keep it down? Just like uh, be quiet, please." No, we and, haven't recorded, dude. <laughs> November eighth is when that movie came out. Our last podcast was October twenty sixth, so we're fine. Uh, and uh, I just remember like it was like a really young uh, guy and a girl, and the girl just looked fucking terrified that I turned around because I, I was like, "Could you could you guys just, uh, just keep it down?" And like she just stared at me, and I was like, "You know, like like I quiet. think okay." So I think the reason she got scared is because at okay, so Robert leans over to me and he's like, "Hey, are you also getting butt hurt by this?" And I looked at him and I, I gave him his face. I was like, "This is fucking pissing me off." And like me and you usually do this thing where we're like, "I'm not gonna say anything unless it's bothering everybody." And then I looked over at Jacob and Jacob was just like shaking his head no. And then I legit put my arm back to turn around. And then you jumped up and beat me to it, and we both turned around at the same time, and you're the one talking to her. So I think she thought she was getting double teamed. Like, well, I didn't jump up. I mean, I mean, but you did this thing where you climbed over your seat, like, in <laughs> so you were at like their knee level. Like, well, I, need, I needed them to see me. I mean, no, I know, but I think that's what freaked her out. Was that like this six foot seven guy was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like, but um, but I, I mean, I swear to God, dude, they they just like chattering the whole fucking movie, and I, I like. I wanted so bad to be ju- to just turn around and be like, "You're not even watching the movie." 
Like yeah. you, you don't know what anything that's happening right Here's now. Here's the thing though. I'm very weary about like um telling people to be quiet because you have to know your audience and sometimes the audience will be with you and like sometimes they're like, Hey, fuck you, like let them do whatever they're doing. Yeah. But and this is the type of movie where I'm like this is good for us, and I'm enjoying it, but I, the audience might not be enjoying it. So if you tell someone to shut up and the movie sucks or whatever, nobody will be on your side. Because that happened to me when we went and saw that movie Knowing in like high school. with a, um, It's the one Nick Cage can see into the future or something like that. that no, that one's next. Knowing is where he gets like premonitions of the future. Something about his kid. Yeah, and it's like aliens or some shit. But um, it was so bad that we were just talking through it. And some guy's like, can you guys shut up? And I was like, no. This movie sucks. <laughs> like... So I was the asshole at that point, but uh, but the, th- the reason I say that is someone behind me was like, "Yeah, this movie blows," and then like that was like the end of it. He's like, y- "You're right." So, I if it's a terrible movie, I got no problem with you talking because it'll just add to the experience. But well, I was enjoying it. The, the f- rest of the theater seemed like they were enjoying it. The funny thing was, uh, then like, not even ten minutes later, they got up and left. Yeah, so I could hear them, and then the girl goes like, "Shh," he told us to be quiet. Like, she said it's so petty. Like, she was like, fuck that guy. And then cool, maybe, like, good. a minute later, they got up and left. But, like, we forgot to even preface this by saying, before any of that happened, her phone kept going off. and she Oh, had, my God. I forgot about that. She had um her alert be that anytime she got a text, her flash would go off twice. So it looked like someone was taking a photo. And her phone was sitting in her cup holder facing the screen. So like four or five different times there would just be a random flash and yeah, I, every it went time off multiple I would, times that we were audibly distressed by it every, we were like what the fuck like every time it went off and she still didn't bother to turn it off I dry, I acted like a boomer like where the second time I was like what was that like really loud <laughs> like what was that and um, still didn't fucking do it and then like at one point the girl they started making out and I could hear like the lip smack noises and I was like uh you, can you guys go out like you're clearly not old enough to drive but your parents aren't here go do that in the parking lot somewhere. It's like just you're like you don't want to be here. Why are you here? This Why is, did you pick this movie? This is voluntary. Like you don't need to like. I don't know. But yeah, so they got up and left, and at this point, I'm angry, and I don't even I couldn't tell you what was going on in the movie at that point, which is reminded me when we saw Rogue One in the theaters with that experience. It was so bad that I didn't know what happened for like almost an hour of that movie, and um, they got up and left, and as they passed me, I started clapping really loudly to be like, "Yay!" <laughs> and um. Fucking the guy turned around and gave me this look, and I was like, you're 15, dude, stop. And so I thought the nightmare was over, and then, like, five minutes later, another group of people to back to the right, of to their right, where they were sitting, start, like, making loud, like, noises. Like, the one guy was fucking with his chair. Yeah. Where, like... The little recliner button, he kept, yeah. like, kicking it back and forth. I don't know if you're li- listeners. Most theaters in our area are, like, luxury theaters now, so they have the recliner chairs that are automatic, and, like... This theater is new, but, like, his chair was squeaky as fuck. Pardon me. Um, And then he kept turning it on and off, and it was, like, like every five seconds. It was, like, that SpongeBob episode with the squeaky shoes. Yeah. So that was killing me. And then randomly he goes, oh, who farted? Like, it was one of those things where I was, like, dude, I'm trying to watch Dr. Sleep here. Like, you know what I mean? I, uh, my, my theory on why people are so fucking noisy in movie theaters is it's, like, they need attention so bad, and they're in a room where everyone's paying attention to one thing, and it's not them. And it's yeah. like, well, wait, what about me? I also think that 
you get a group of friends together, not all of them are there to see that movie. A lot True. of them are just there because they're with the group. And then that that's like the class clown of the group. And he's just like, I'm not enjoying this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make me enjoy this by being like loud and obnoxious. So like, you know, it's like some people just don't give a shit about movies and you're like, Why are you here? Like no one's forcing you to be here. Yeah. And you know, I wouldn't be so butthurt at it if it didn't cost us seventeen dollars to see a movie. Expensive tickets for that one. And that's actually what. My, so I was gonna go and turn around and be like, hey, "Look, guys, I'm not trying to be a dick, but we paid fucking like seventeen bucks for these tickets. Like, we went to the luxury theater, and not only the luxury theater. Like, it, most people know, like most tickets are eleven dollars, but like you go and see it on the bigger screen or with the better sound or whatever, they charge you out the ass for it. So. It's like, why are you going to come into a theater that's specifically designed to have like a better screen, better sound, better recliner chairs? These chairs had heaters on them. They were so nice. You know what yeah, I mean? I forgot. My, I had the heater on the whole time. I didn't realize. I was like, why is my ass sweating? Like, <laughs> Dude, I turned mine on for like two minutes because I got cold and it was like way too hot. It's actually kind of a smart move, though, for if you want to attract the boomer crowd because it's like, oh, it's so cold in those movie theaters. You, you're going to get a guy who's like, my joints feel so good. Yeah, but that's, uh, uh, that's that's our father. Yeah. Well, remember, our dad. Uh, famously on the podcast, we told the story about how we went to see like the 4D experience for Terminator, and he fell asleep. Yeah. And it's like the sh- it's very action packed. So there's like explosions. There's a, they drive a fucking motorcycle through the audience, and he fell asleep somehow. <laughs> well, remember what woke him up? Yeah. At the very end, your seats drop like an inch to like uh, like to show the explosion force or whatever. Yeah. And my dad was like, Jesus Christ! Like he, he was just, like mad. He's like, Why did they do that? <laughs> I've never been in one where they pump smells in, but that would be interesting. Like, uh, actually, no, we have at Disneyland they had one where like they pumped like a banana smell in. The honey, I shrunk the audience. Yeah, and there's a part where they walked by fruit or something like that, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe but that was interesting. Um, I haven't been to Disneyland in several months. Yeah, it's <laughs> becoming a problem, dude. I've been there since. Well, we were planning on going for your birthday, but yeah, and then uh, then you know, fell apart. And what it meant to be will eventually be a memory, dude. Over time. Um, at work, someone put on like the Lincoln Park station, and it was playing nothing but Lincoln Park, Three Days Grace, and like Eminem for some reason. And it was like, oh, this is terrible. Reason, I mean, that, that's what people that have shit taste in music. No, but I mean, like, like, you're like, well, I wouldn't think Three Days Grace and Lincoln Park go hand in hand with Eminem, but I do know that person that would listen to those two would also listen to the third one. So maybe the algorithm really is that good. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think so far my favorite movie experience that we've had, and I think we did rec- talk about the lighthouse in the last episode, was at the arc light. Like, I love the idea that, like, they're not going to let you in 15 minutes after. And I love the yeah. idea that they have an announcement, like, please do not talk. You know? I mean, that's, I, we, we really got to go see one at the New Beverly, which is Tarantino's. Theater. Is that one even more strict? Uh, it's not that it's more strict, but it's like, it's just a smaller theater, so it's more, like, intimate. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it, it's a really. It's it's also it's a one screen theater and it's from like the seventies, and it's there's no stadium seating so it's well, like it the, used to be a porno theater right yeah like back when it first opened, and um, it's just like a really unique experience because they they play they come out they tell you what what the movie's about they give you some trivia about it and then yeah they have the same rules about like we'll kick you out if you even take your phone out once like we'll kick you out which is like beautiful to me, and uh, nobody ever talks during the movie and shit like because they'll get kicked out for that too, uh, they come out and they tell you about the movie and then they play like a they usually play like a commercial for like soda or, so, or just some kind of random thing like that they have on 35 millimeter because everything there is 35 millimeter. Yeah. And then they play or with some of the old cartoons, I know it's like 16, but 
then they play like a cartoon, which is always cool because it's always like thematically related to whatever we're watching. And then uh, after that, they play like old movie trailers. So like when I went to see Zodiac, they played all David Fincher trailers. And then right before Zodiac started, they were like, <laughs> uh, they were like, uh, yeah. So usually we try to like keep it uh, thematic, but uh, so for some reason, there's a trailer attached to this uh, film reel, and we can't take it off without damaging the reel. So as soon as the the actual fun trailers are over, you're also gonna have to sit through a trailer for the Mark Wahlberg 2007 action film Shooter. And, Did he uh, say the classic? Yeah, and like <laughs> everybody just laughed at that, and then like <laughs> it's like so so you know twenty minutes later, like you sit through a cartoon, you sit through a bunch of like curated movie trailers that are all and you're all excited for the movie, and then all of a sudden here comes the Mark Wahlberg shooter trailer, and people just fucking started laughing so hard, dude. Like I don't know, I forgot. What, oh, that was Zodiac. Yeah, that was that was a great because Zodiac's like a film. Yeah, Zodiac's <laughs> a fucking modern masterpiece. Honestly, if you haven't seen that movie, yeah. I think that's my favorite crime movie, like, ever. It's definitely, that's, like, in my top five, like, films of all time, which is something I've been, like, trying to narrow down lately. I think I, I don't know, dude. Like... D- this year alone, I think I've added three all-time favorites. Like, The Irishman, uh, fucking Lighthouse, and Once, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood might be one of my favorite Tarantino movies. Like, it's that good. It's definitely, like I said, I've seen it three times now. It's definitely fucking grown on me. I mean, not that I didn't like it at first. I, I always liked it, but it's, like... You just start finding, like, it's like Pulp Fiction. How I remember Dad used to say it all the time, where he's like, Pulp Fiction is one of those movies, like, you, you notice something different every time you watch it. Like, you, you just, like, you experience a different part of it every time. Uh, it was fun watching Bryce watch it. Like, I angled myself, because we, we'd seen it already. So like Oh, yeah, the second time I saw it, it was, it was at that theater I was just talking about. It's, that's, and, um, that's a movie you should see in a, with an audience. They, they asked, like, how many people have seen, have seen the movie already? And, like, it was, like, me and, like, two other people. And they were like, okay, it's going to be fun for us to watch like certain parts with you guys. So yeah, certain parts with Flamethrower and like the end sequence and shit, you're like, okay, this is going to be great. Like, yeah. Well, it, and it is, somehow like, Bryce had avoided every spoiler, even though that was like a big topic of discussion of yeah. like, uh, especially at the end with the violence and all that. And it's like, spoilers, by the way. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet, you're probably not gonna. But um, the movie came out like four months ago. Uh, which by the way, dude, I haven't been that excited to see a movie in a long time. Even when we went and saw The Lighthouse, I was like, this is gonna be fun, but um, yeah, that's definitely like, t- <laughs> like I said, it's it's kind of pleb to say Tarantino's your favorite filmmaker, but I can't, I honestly can't think of another director. Even David Fincher, I don't get that excited about, or Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. David Fincher's like after Zodiac, like all right, I just want another like crime movie, exactly. but like especially when or like um, Wes Anderson occasionally makes you know movies where I'm like, oh, it's fine, like like Isle of Dogs, like I didn't love it, but I didn't. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Um, um, it's worth watching, but you know it's on Netflix, I think, or or Amazon Prime. But with Tarantino, it's, it's like you know, no matter what he makes, you know I, what you're I'm, getting. I have never been disappointed by a Tarantino movie. Like it's always exciting every time he makes something new, because I think he really thinks about, you know, how is this going to fit into my filmography? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, especially after seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood twice now, and we've listened to a few podcasts where people are talking about it, it's so hard to tell to tell who stole the movie. Because in The Lighthouse is another example of a movie where you're like, I, I don't, depending on the scene, Willem Dafoe kills it or Robert Pattinson steals it and all that. And the same can be said about this movie where it's like, Cliff Booth is like easily one of the coolest characters in movie history. Like just, he's so relaxed at all at all times. And then like, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is amazing. It's like every character is fleshed out and well-written and all that. And it's like, 
at first my my least favorite part of a of a, a it's a 10 out of 10 movie but my least favorite part was the part where he's like actually acting in like the western and all that and then after rewatching it again i was like this is one of the best scenes in the entire movie yeah so it's it goes back and forth but it, like it has a lot of iconic moments already and it's not even out on video and like, like al pacino's in it and he's only in it for like maybe a total of five minutes depending on like how you'd add up his screen time but like he fucking nails it that role of like this Kurt Old. Russell's barely in it. He's fucking great in it, too. I love that he's using him as, like, a narrator. Yeah. My one complaint was that he couldn't find a single role for Samuel L. Jackson. It's like, there, really, there was nothing, dude? I think he... Was he filming something else? Because he always wants him in his movies, he says. Yeah. Um. I mean, he, they could have had him be the guy at the movie theater, if you think about it. Like, the one that... I was thinking that when we were watching it this time. I was like, really? You couldn't, you couldn't just make that fucking... Samuel Jackson, that would have been that would have been amazing. Or it would have been cool if that was his buddy that was asleep on the the bed. But I liked that he reused the guy from the Hateful Eight, um, the blind guy. Oh yeah, Bruce Stern, is that his name? Yeah, uh, that guy's a great actor too. Um, you know, it was supposed to be fucking uh, what's his name, uh, Burt Reynolds, but then he died. Really? And then yeah, they they were like prepped and everything. Like he was supposed to be on set, and then he died like a couple days before his, his they were gonna shoot a scene. That's really sad. Well, and then Luke Perry died like right after they finished. Remember, and he's he plays the Jake or no, not he plays Lancer, like the guy that is talking to Leo in the movie. In which part? In the show, in the movie. Oh, you mean like where Timothy Oliphant's character, that area? Yeah. It, well, it's when they when he has the oh the cane, his little sister. Yeah, the guy with the cane. Yeah, he's like the the dude from Boston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a great scene too. Yeah, a lot of great scenes in that movie. One of the, one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, even if you're not counting the very end sequence, which is just, it's one of the best. Well, I'll get to that in a second. But the scene where he like gets off the set and like freaks out in his trailer is like one of the best acted things I've ever seen. Where he's like making fun of himself. I keep reading lately about how that was uh, that was unscripted. Like basically, they were just gonna film the western straight and then. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was like, I feel like it'd be better if I keep fucking up in this because it's like it shows like he's doubting his skills or whatever. Yeah. And then Tarantino was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to shoot like a I want to shoot like a mini western in this movie. I think that'd be cool. And then he finally agreed with with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's like, All right, but here's the thing: we have to have a scene where like you're breaking down like improv in your uh, trailer. And and I guess uh, DiCaprio was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not good at improv. And uh, he like forced him to do it. And then it turned out like like you said to be one of the best scenes in the movie. It's. So he made up that line too about like if it, like if you don't do a good job, I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out tonight. Like, <laughs> dude, again, a movie you need to see with an audience because there's so many little lines in that movie where like he's like, "Don't cry in front of the Mexican," yeah. and like uh, everybody in the audience loses it or whatever. The Bruce Lee thing where um, Brad Pitt he's like, he did not win. He's like, "Well, the dent in the car would say different or whatever." Like that. Yeah, when he throws him into the car, or just the part where he, where he's like. Whoa. Like he has like the little thing, like everybody in the theater laughed both times I saw it. Um, also, uh, I was thinking about it last night. A lot of people got offended in in favor of Bruce Lee because of that whole scene or whatever. And it's like two points: the movie is an alternate take on history, much like Inglorious Bastards. So we don't need to take that seriously anyway. And then two, it's inside of Brad Pitt's brain, who's recanting a story in his own brain to himself. So do we not think that he might have, you know, misremembered how he was acting and how it started and all that? And, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that could very well be the case. Like, it's one of those things where he's like, it's it goes from him on a roof to him remembering why he's not allowed on the sets anymore. And he gets in a fight with Bruce Lee and, and wins, you know? I really just think people are reading into it. It's just supposed to be fun. You know it's what I mean? Just, yeah. It's a, do you think that after Kill Bill that 
Tarantino does not like Bruce Lee. It's yeah. She's it, wearing the suit that it's he wore in to his make last you go movie. Like, oh shit, this guy beat up Bruce Lee in a fight. Like, you know what I mean? It's just literally, it's if literally anything, just establishing how pow- powerful he is, like a Dragon Ball Z character. It's that, and then that scene at the ranch where he punches the shit out of that guy. Yeah. Like off, it's like it's setting up everything in that movie is setting up for that final scene. Like the most brilliant foreshadowing that I didn't see coming, it was the flamethrower thing. It's like because he always has like throwaway banter where it's like it's really good and really well written, but it never comes back up. Like the Royale with cheese, yeah. That actually that does come back up like a, a scene later, like when they're talking to him. He's like, "Have you had a Royale with cheese or whatever?" Or he asks him if he knows what it's called in in Europe. So that kind of gets brought up again, but like there's a lot of things where it's like they never ever reference the $6 milkshake again. Like there's no payoff for that. He just enjoyed it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so in this movie, it, when he's like, did you really uh, practice with that flamethrower or whatever? And then it cuts to him like flamethrowing him or whatever. And he's like, I practiced for three, three uh, straight weeks with that thing and or whatever. And then it cuts to him using it. And he's like, it's so, which is one of the funniest things in the movie too, True. where he's like, he uses the flamethrower and he's like, he's like, Oh, it's so hot. Is there anything we could do about that? And the guy's like, it's a, it's a flamethrower. I don't know. And then, uh, like I said, it, it's fun. We watched it with Bryce and me, Rob, and Jacob went and saw it in theaters and all that. And I was like, the entire last, you know, fifteen minutes of the movie, I'm sitting there watching Bryce go like, "Holy shit!" It's a, uh, it's fucking incredible. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say what my favorite movie of the year is, but it's between that and The Lighthouse for sure. Same. I'm pretty much the same. And The Irishman, it could very well be that too, but I can't say without watching the beginning. We missed like a good thirty minutes of it, and it's a three and a half hour movie. Actually, three hours and forty eight minutes, I think, is what it was. Also, the, I don't. We never said the screen was like super dark for some reason. Yeah, we were. <laughs> we walked in, and I was like, "Well, it's nighttime. Maybe it'll get brighter and all that." And he shoots on film too, so I was like, "Well, maybe it's just it is what it is." And like halfway through the movie, they're in broad daylight, and I could barely see what was going on. I was like, "Yeah, there's something wrong with this film print, or like there's a lens on the the thing." Um, let's see here. What's you know a really good bi- movie by him is The Aviator. Yeah, I've only seen it once though. I saw that at that theater, and it was fucking at great. the New Beverly. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. I've only seen that one once, and then there's only a few movies I haven't seen by Scorsese. I think The Last Temptation of Christ is one of them, and then I haven't seen Hugo or um, I've seen Mean Streets, I've seen King Comedy. I've seen every, everything but like two movies by him, like his like early. Oh, movie. I haven't seen Cape Fear. Cape Fear is cool, yeah. Um, but that's another De Niro movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd be down to watch that. Um, also, we should bring up. Uh, it's always sunny. It's still really good. Yeah, like we just started the newest season. Um, just we we don't have any way to like watch it live or record it or whatever so we just purchase the um episodes individually on the Xbox or whatever and it's like i kind of feel like good about doing that because it's so good that i'm like well th- didn't you say like the the way that works is they have a deal where like the screenwriters get paid more um yeah there's this thing where like if you if you rent a movie that's streaming like the for some reason the screenwriters get paid more money on that deal on. hold on they uh Whenever they were writing the contracts for like how much who gets paid what, they somebody just just had the foresight to go okay well in the future when if streaming ever becomes a thing, uh, screenwriters need to make like X amount like some percentage of uh, that sale and it's like I don't want to say it's like thirty percent it's like some really high figure so yeah if you want to support screenwriters like that's a rent it digitally which now it's like 
that's a you know people don't really write discs anymore like you got their red box but uh, and like some people actually still have the netflix uh dvd thing which is crazy see that just shows you that guy was ahead of his time when he was trying to like separate it he's just like well netflix is mostly streaming now we don't really you know what i mean that was like remember that was years ago the flickster thing yeah um sorry i was putting coals on also when you consider Redbox should just be obsolete because if you can rent stuff from Amazon for three bucks or even YouTube has a fairly like negotiable rate and then um, we, we rent everything off the Xbox app or whatever, but it's like, why would I go to Redbox, pay $3 a night for a rental when I'm going to watch it that night when I can just pay $3 here? You know True. what I mean? So and the selection's better. And, and not to mention <laughs> now that, you know, Disney has an app and fucking all these other companies are going to have apps. I think it's just going to be when people, instead of being like, Oh, a bunch of people are coming over. I'll, I'll hit the red box and we'll see what's up. It's like, oh, a bunch of people are coming over. Like, we can all share each other's passwords to different yeah. you know, video services and watch something good. And it's that's one little win for people that pay for that is that, like, it's built in now where they just know that three people are going to have it. So they have, like, a, you know. Um, yeah, smart. Is it so if you have Disney Plus, you get Hulu automatically now? Uh, no, it's an extra. It's something. I don't know. It's like 13 bucks for both. Uh, because there's I saw a thing like a billboard today. It was like Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN. It was like starting twelve ninety nine or something like that. And I was like, that's a good deal. Yeah, it's not bad if we weren't already paying for all of them. Yeah, but um, I got to say I'm happy with Disney Plus so far. But the criticisms of uh, them only having like a little bit on there are very real. Like, it's, it's funny because everyone thought it was gonna be every Disney thing ever, and then you realize, well, they license a lot of their shit out, so and they're waiting be, for the license to be up. It's gonna be years before they fill it all in. That's why there's a lot of there's a lot of filler on there. There's a lot of like old '90s cartoons, which I'm sure people are excited to see again, but like or old '60s weird Disney comedies that like no one's ever heard of. It's weird. They're going through like what Netflix went through, like when they started the streaming thing, where it was like a lot of filler. It was like a lot of really shit horror movies with like one. Like if if anyone well, if remembers, it, I mean they got all the pirates movies, uh, all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies. Like that alone, that's I mean, and then not not to mention like both National Treasures. Like, I mean, if you think about it though, there's enough people that are fans of the Marvel every Pixar movie. Right? Yeah, you know, all like, the Marvel movies that would just be like I'd pay this much a month to be able to watch Avengers or whatever. So it's not. I'm not that person. It's but not worthless. It's just for the kinds of movies we like to watch. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed on that end where it's like oh I was looking for more. I don't even know what I was looking for, but, like... I hope that they're... Because Disney owns a lot. Like, they own Fox now, right? That's the other thing, too, is they own Fox. So I was like, okay, put all the fucking Fox movies on there, too. Like, there's a lot of old Fox cartoon movies. I'm concerned that they're trying to keep their brand, and, like, they're not going to put, like, R-rated shit on there. they could put, like, Balto and shit on there. Like, those are old Fox cartoons. True. That they tried to compete Although the Mandalorian has some stuff in it where I'm like, oh, I'm surprised they allowed this, like, uh, just because it's not... Well, I guess, I don't know. Like the part in the the first episode, the opening scene, the guy gets cut in half with the door. It doesn't show, but it, it definitely feels brutal. And um, which, by the way, when Bryce gets here or whatever, we should watch that. Um, yeah. By the way, like we should talk about that too. We're coming up on an hour, so we can wrap it up here in a minute. But um, uh, the Mandalorian's lit. Yeah, uh, was, uh, do not give a shit about Star Wars movies at this point. Well, so really looking forward to it, and then we watch, and I was like, oh, all right, this is fucking pretty good. And then it just got better with episode two. Mm-hmm. And, like, so highly recommend that. Which, by the way, it's like everybody's recommending that. It's like you don't come here for that. So it's like it's you know it's one of those things where it, it's obvious that it it's good now because there's so much like hype around it's it. It's like Demon Slayer. It's like I was recommending. But dude, that like to nobody knows about that for some reason. Even know, as I popular like as it is, I feel like that show is really blowing up now. But like yeah. I went to the smoke shop. I was like, "Have you guys started Demon Slayer?" And they're like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "How you guys always talk about anime?" But I you know, 
which by the way, I forgot they listened, so no no hard feelings there, but watch Demon Slayer. Uh, <laughs> um it's weird, like lately the the dudes at the smoke shop, which are, are rad, uh, uh they've been listening and then there's a, a cool chick at the bank, um that and she's listening and then uh one of the dudes at work and all that, so it's you know, it's nice to have people I guess the shirts work, I guess. <laughs> We're listening. Don't don't, don't listen to us. This is a fairly tame episode. It's just me and Rob, but you know we felt like we were gonna do something. This we're gonna the chill X episode. Hell yeah, we're catching up. Plus, I mean, like uh, Eddie was talking about how he found us because we were talking about movies and all that. So it's like that's a strong suit. Me and you love we're nothing more. Gonna, we'll do our end of the year movie recap. But the problem is, there's so many fucking movies that are still coming out that are that like, I haven't seen. Well, there's movies that are out that I want to see. Like, like um, actually, shout outs to Melissa who works at the bank. She was like, "You need to see Parasite." And I mean, we, it was already on the list, but like. Now there's a sense of urgency to it. I want to see it. that Peanut Butter Falcon. I want to see Honey Boy. Yeah, Honey Boy. Uh, we got to see. Um, Jan Silent Bob reboot. Oh fuck, that comes it. out like next month. It's playing in Anaheim on like December sixth or something. Let's go. If yeah, if we can go, we should try and make that. I'm all about. I'm all in on going to theaters. By the way, yeah. it's just it, it always bummed me out where like I would come over here. I'm like, where's Rob? And they were like, oh, he went to L.A. today. I'm like, well, damn it. I just wish wish we had the same day off that we could do that. I just got lucky that like I get Mondays off, and they they always play stuff I really want to see on Mondays for some reason. Like yeah, Heat and The Outsiders and and. and the one that really pissed me off was Mulholland Drive because I had a ticket for it and everything, and it's fucking sold out. And I had to work that day, and I couldn't take it off. Or That's a bummer. Job. That it's weird. I would never. There's certain things I wouldn't give a try unless you push me into it. And maybe the same goes for you or whatever, like with movies. But I was like, you know, I, I, I'm not really like a giant David Lynch fan, or I wasn't. And then we watched Mulholland Drive, and we watched Blue Velvet, and Blue I haven't Velvet seen Lost. Is my absolute favorite by him. That's like one I haven't seen Lost movies. Highway yet. Lost Highway is up there too. But um. After watching Mulholland Drive, I was like, this is really good. Like, I watched it in film class and did not like it. Uh, but I, I think I also just didn't... That's a movie you need to explain that he's going for, like, a dreamlike vibe the entire time. You know what I, I mean? I that sometimes, too, where I see a movie and I'm like, eh. And then I, the second time, I'm like, oh, fuck. The thing is, if it stays in your head, that's how you know it's a good movie. If you're still thinking about it, like... And you, if, if you, even if you're, like, the first time you saw it, you're like, eh, I don't really like it. And then you just you, it, like it just keeps floating in your head where you're like, oh, I remember that part and that was interesting. Like, I wonder what that was supposed to be. Like, that's how I know a movie's good when you're you're just you keep thinking yeah. about it for a while. The lighthouse was like that for sure. Um, I remember <laughs> this is play, but I remember when we first saw Inception, just being like floored by that movie, and I just like could not stop talking about it for like a month after it came out. You know what's weird about that is that I agree with you. That that's the first movie that was like a big deal through word of mouth because. I mean, he had clout already because he did The Dark Knight Return, or not The Dark Knight Returns, he did The Dark Knight, and then everybody was like, oh, what's he doing next? Nah, I'm not interested in that, and then the movie came out, and it like, feel like that, it yeah. didn't really blow up until like two weeks later, and it was one of those things where that was I saw it two the, or three times in the theaters. That was like the movie of the summer, for sure. Yeah, like, so but it was weird because it, like, it came out on like Friday, and then like two weeks passed, and then suddenly nobody wouldn't, like nobody hadn't seen it at yeah. that point. We've been showing Joel... We just watched Jurassic Park the other day. Like I've been showing him old movies that are good, not old, but you know stuff he would had, wouldn't have seen. And um, he he was he was telling me he rewatched all the uh, Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies, and I was like, dude, you gotta watch Inception. Like I feel like he he clearly likes Christopher Nolan as a director, and it's like, I oh feel yeah, because like he we we took him to see Dunkirk. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, Inception is is he's like at the right age that like teenage where you're like, oh, it's so deep and crazy. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That would. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can enjoy that movie on different levels. I, I think. wonder if he'd be into Donnie Darko. 
Probably. I mean, I saw that movie when I was his age. He's late as far as I'm concerned on that. Like, there's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When I was his age, I was already like a prick with like movies where I was like, wow, it's not like it's not as good as Fight Club. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's always like I would tell people, I'm like, me and you would go to Big Lots, we go to Blockbuster, we go to Highland Video, wherever, and we would just buy movies. And I would say a big um, influence, and it's coming up, is that every year for Christmas we would just circle movies in like the little black friday ads that True, we would yeah. want even shit we were kind of half-ass interested in we were like here like, this is only a dollar i want to say it was like not pre-internet but it, it just feels like back when people still when dvds were still like a big thing like you would just hear about certain movies you'd be like oh i want to see this or like let's let's check this out because it wasn't as easy to find stuff online or like stream it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like uh i remember audition hearing about that on that one like scariest movie old moments, boy I too got, i got that for christmas one year and i was like legit scared to watch it for a while and i finally was like all right we're gonna watch this and i was like hey this is a pretty good movie actually i remember old boy we we watched because devil's had- backbone was another one that was like a uh i remember that was a fucking big lots dvd and i just knew from that it was on that special and then i watched <clears> it and it's like that's like maybe my favorite guillermo del toro movie. i don't think i've seen that it's like uh it's like a boy version of uh pan's labyrinth if that makes any sense where no, yeah, it does it's like this the spanish civil war and this kid gets dropped off at this uh orphanage and there's a ghost that's like haunting the like the pool or whatever that they're not supposed to go near and it, it's it's one of those things where it has like some spooky stuff in it but it's this really old-timey like adventure story kind of but i don't know how to i always say i don't know how to explain it i don't really know how to explain it though it's got a lot going for it. it's a really it's a, it's a lot more than just like a ghost story it's a really great movie i mean like if you like pan's labyrinth and hellboy and and you know all those type his type shape of, of water for sure and chronos too that's another one because i have that box set that has chronos and pan's labyrinth and devil's backbone in it and uh, Kronos is another one that's just fucking... It's like a really unique and really cool like Mimic. vampire movie that you just wouldn't really think of it like that. Pacific uh, Rim is good, too, the first one. Yeah, I, I, I like that it. movie. I don't love it, you know, because it, it just feel, it, it feels like he's just like, yeah, let's just make something stupid. Yeah. I, I really like his movies where he goes deep on the lore, you know, and like has all these like crazy monster designs and shit. He's a dude that gets respect, but he doesn't get as much love as he deserves. Uh, yeah, Especially like for as much people that, like, everybody, if you had a Tumblr at one point, everybody had a Pan's Labyrinth thing on their thing, and then The Shape of Water was, like, a big hit, but now nobody talks about it. Well, I feel like everybody was mad that The Shape of Water won, because I forget what movie they were wanting to win, but it wasn't that. Yeah, well, that should tell you how good that movie was. What was <laughs> do you remember that year, what, what the movie was? that was Like, the Best Picture nominees? There, that there was, was 2018, everybody right? everybody was rooting for, and that movie beat it, like... Uh, was that 2017 or 18? Uh, 17? Because 2018 was Green Book, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, pretty good movie. Yeah, but there was another movie it was up against that I really wanted to win, and it didn't win. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, that was La La Land. It was 2017. La La Land? Wasn't it the... Yeah, but I mean, that was like the major nominee that everybody wanted to win. So it was... Uh, uh, Phantom Thread is what you wanted to win. Oh, probably. for Instead of uh, Green Book? Uh, oh, so it was... Nominees for Best Picture were Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards. Oh, that's what I wanted to win for sure. And then Get Out, The Post, Call Me By Your Name. Oh, I think people were rooting for Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, but that movie sucked. Um, I, I, I don't try. I guess dude. I shouldn't say it sucked. It was a good movie, but it was like nowhere near award worthy. I really tried with that movie, and it just was like, uh, just not. It's just so not for me. But then. I recognize that guy's a good filmmaker because I fucking love his Suspiria remake. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, that, and then, I mean, I think a lot of people were like, 
hipsters are like, oh, I love the was it Sif John Stevens or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know I don't how know you say his name, but he did the soundtrack, and it's like, all right, I mean, I can go anywhere and get fucking like shitty folk guitar. I I am hating on him. I don't like him. It's it's too easy to you know what I mean. It's just like okay, <laughs> but um. Well, not only that, fucking Suspiria is amazing, dude. Like, yeah. the soundtrack was lit. Tom York did it. Um, I don't know, you know, watch that movie. I also was not ex- seeing, I was not expecting that ending that we got with all, like, it, it, the movie is not gory at all, and then it becomes, like, the goriest thing you've ever seen. That was, uh, I saw that in a theater with Matt and Michelle when they came out to visit that year, and uh, I fucking fell asleep for, like, almost an hour of it, and then... <laughs> Yeah, I remember I woke up and I was like, "Wait, what happened?" And I was I was also late because remember I got a ticket on the drive there because I was like I was I was driving. Oh in the, yeah, the diamond lane where you're supposed to have it's a carpool lane. You have to have more than one person in the car, and I was by myself, but it was like empty. And then of course a cop saw me, pulled me over, and I was already at that point like ten minutes late. So I walk in like half hour late to this movie. Then I fall asleep for like a good chunk of it, and I remember leaving the movie like, "Yeah, it was pretty good." Like <laughs> I I didn't really see it again. You boomered it. I saw it online. I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> he had to use like the dad. He's like, oh, I was just resting my eyes. Yeah. Um, see it. Uh, oh, geez. Yeah, I did it like three times. Sorry. It's all good. It'll pick up, but I'm not going to edit it out. Oh, I was going to say, uh, we'll wrap it up. But uh, on Wednesday, we're planning on doing, uh, we could probably do like a another little 45-minute thing with Jacob because I'm sure he's got some stories to talk about and release that the following week. Um but we were thinking about doing a uh, commentary for uh, Big Trouble in Little China. We've been talking about it for like three years. We're, we're finally going to fucking do it. Well, because so the way our schedules worked is that Robert's out of peak season basically after this week. I'm out of peak season after this week. And then his school is about to be done in what, two weeks? One Something week now? Like that, yeah. So uh, basically we all get Wednesday night to just do whatever because the next day's Thanksgiving. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm planning on getting fucking plastered. So um, I haven't had a, a like a drink in a while. And We're talking Mai Tais, I mean. Yeah. I haven't had alcohol in a while. And uh, not that, you know, I'm like, oh, I need it. But it's one of those things where it's like I, I usually only drink when there's something to celebrate or whatever. And it's like it feels like we got over a hump. So um, if, we, if, we, if we need something to celebrate, we'll celebrate the fact that you got your story published and all that. That's rad. Um, you know. We've, it's not that we've been neglecting the podcast or we've been giving up. It's just it's really hard to find time. And then when we get everybody together, Jacob's on his last day of the work week. You're on your last day of the work week. I'm already, I'm still working. And it's like, it's kind of hard to wrangle everybody to get together and get that podcast energy that you want where it's like everybody's funny, everybody's on point. We got stories to talk about. So it's just been, been a fucking weird couple months. And, you know, if you want to support the podcast on Patreon, uh, you know, that's great. I only, if you, as little as a dollar, I don't give a shit. But even if you don't, just listen. That helps a lot too. You know, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we got a Best Bros podcast there. We I post, I try and post at least daily or every other day. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like we're not done by any means. In fact, I'm planning on with the, uh, Rob's coughing because of, you know, coffee. Uh, I'm planning on, uh, editing the the footage from the movie onto our podcast, putting it on YouTube. If you want to watch yeah, along, we also got we got we got to do a video game episode soon because we got Pokemon, Death Stranding, Luigi's Mansion. But we haven't played Zelda. Luigi's Mansion. Yet. I know, but we're gonna we're gonna have to. Yeah, we could do some reviews, but um, definitely yeah. So we're we're gonna be doing more, and then like I said, even if we can't do it every week, I think what we can do is um. 
get everybody together at night and plan it in advance, and then we'll just do two 45-minute episodes. That way we can have them consecutively week to week. And then I always say 45 minutes because that's what I'm shooting for, and then we always end up at an hour and 15, which is lit. So it's good for you guys. But uh, I still got a couple shirts left. I got stickers if anyone wants some. Um, hit me up, or I'll make a post about it and all that. But I, I honestly, I don't know about you, but I missed it, you know recording and all that i don't know if you guys have the same uh, attachment to it that i do because i'm the one that doing all the editing and shit well i just we haven't like i don't know i've just been so fucking busy with like what you've just been saying i haven't had time to do fucking anything really yeah yeah like i said it's we got a couple weeks though coming up we got some stuff planned and definitely gonna be recording and all that my goal is even at the bit like I want to get to a point where it's like muscle memory for us, where it's like this is the night we come over and do this. We'll just knock it out. I'll have it set up. I want to get it to where I set it up the night before, but it's just I always forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, I kind of want to, like I said, I want to get like a table thing set up where it just rolls out of the ways. So that way, it's, everything's already I just gotta plug it in and just go from there. But uh, are you collecting cookies? No. What is that? Uh, just beat my score on solitaire. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I beat it in a minute and thirty seconds, dude. Like minute and thirty? You're a madman. <sighs> what else is there? I had something to say. This is how shitty things are right now. Within um three or four days, my check engine light came on. Uh, my it started raining, and I need new tires. And then uh. I was leaving work and one of my uh, coworkers like waved me down. So I roll my passenger window down like an inch to hear what they're saying. And then I hear this loud snap pop noise and my fucking, um, the motor for the, uh, the passenger window in the front just broke. Like it just exploded. Cause you still have to hear what that guy has to say. And now you're like, I don't fucking care. And I was just so pissed. Yeah. I was like, yeah, what, what? And it was, you know what the worst part is? It was nothing. It was literally like, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) So that was annoying. And, uh, so now my window is being held up by you know God's grace, if you, if you want to call it that, I guess. But wait, but, did you get it fixed? No, it's the passenger one. I don't give a shit. But I mean, you got it like back into place, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I put it back on the track. Uh, I'll I'll fix it eventually. I don't know. Right now, I'm just stoked that I paid off a lot of debt and I'm slowly bringing it down and all that. And um, I got stuff. I talked about it a few episodes, but I got stuff so that we can play clips be over the podcast and you guys can hear it because there's some funny stuff that's audio based and all that but i need to experiment with it and make sure it's all working and all that because believe it or not i'm not an audio expert i just learn as i'm going and we're like 100 and probably recorded 130 episodes by now I just released maybe 110 we, we lost so many back in the day it was nuts it is yeah it's weird to think about all the lost episodes from fucking um, dark days also do you ever think about we've been doing this for five fucking years now yeah, I mean... It's nuts. I would like to think we got better. Well, we got better at not losing. <laughs> all the, all the well, that was... Uh, if you remember correctly, we lost one, and it was like the final straw, so I just went to Best Buy and bought a MacBook that night. I do not remember that. Well, it was when I got this. By the way, this thing's from 2013, is that when they released this one, so I didn't realize how old it was, but it's still really fast and works really good, so I'm yeah, hold on to works. it. What's up? still works. Yeah. If you can say anything about Apple, their shit's expensive, but they last it lasts a while. Uh, yeah, a lot of the people I go to school with have like some really old models of uh, MacBooks, like the weird thick ones. Yeah, you really? can always tell, and I think they do it on purpose to shame you. Is like the way the power brick looks. 
Yeah, they they make it more streamlined every time, so it's like you look you look like a fucking goon if you don't have the video screen. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, like I said, if you want to support us, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash best bros. You know, just a dollar is all I'm asking if you're given. And then uh, if anything more than that's a blessing, we're going to create more content. And um, I'm, we're definitely trying to get a YouTube thing going. But like I said, it's all busy. So we're trying to do some some video essays. And then I want to want to start uploading the each episode on there if that's where you want to listen. And then uh, definitely clip things out, put that on Instagram. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening.